Have you ever said something to God like, God, you can't do that. This is my life. Or maybe something like, God, you can't take that away from me. It's mine. I think we've all had moments where we probably told God what he can or can't do in our life. And when we get into that space, we, like the tenants in the parable, forget one basic fact, and that we're not the landowner, that none of this belongs to us. God created everything. Everything belongs to him, but like the tenants, sometimes... We feel like there's certain parts of the vineyard that God shouldn't mess with. We want to have a sense that there's some part of the vineyard of our life that's totally and exclusively ours. And when God comes to ask something of us from that part of our life or from that thing that we have, we tend to kind of push back and say, "Uh uh-uh, this part is mine. And I think this can happen even with good things in our life. Even as a priest, I know feeling the call from God, I know there's been times where I've said to God, God, I appreciate you calling me to be a priest. I appreciate the gift of priesthood, but I'll take it from here. Just let me handle it now. You got me here, but I'll kind of take it from here. You might, as a student, somehow God got you to the promised land of Tuscaloosa. By his grace, he brought you here. And maybe you prayed about that. Maybe you visited here. Maybe you even took this to prayer at Mass, wondering where you should go to school. But maybe you've had a time with God, and you said, God, thank you, but I'll take it from here. And every now and then, he might try to get your attention and try to nudge you this way or that, and you say, well, God, this is my part of the vineyard. I'll take it from here. Sometimes it's the stuff that we have in our life. We're open for God speaking to us in prayer, but when he makes any demands of our stuff or what we're involved with, we say, well, God, this is mine. And so even in the history of the church, there's been this practice of tithing and even more than giving to the needs of the church or poor, it's God loosening our grip on the stuff we have, reminding us that everything we have, even our own life, belongs to him as a gift from him. Once heard someone give an analogy, you know, think about a parent giving their child 10 $1 bills for their allowance. Just putting out their palm and then stacking those those dollar bills. One, two, three. And as he's got all 10 $1 bills in his hand, the parent says, hey, will you give me back one? to share with Timmy next door because his parents don't have enough money to give him an allowance. And then the little kid says, no, this is mine. (laughs) Like, whose kid is this? (laughs) But sometimes we can have that same disposition. There's certain things in our life that just seem to be exclusively ours. But the reality is, these readings today remind us that simple thing that God is God, we are not, and that's perfectly okay. The whole vineyard belongs to him, and he invites us to have the privilege of going out and doing different things in the vineyard. And that's exactly what it is. It's a privilege. It's a gift. 
And when we think about how God has planned for each of us, each of us have a different role to go into that vineyard and to participate in some way. When we get into that space, we're really talking about vocation. We're talking about God's calling in our life, the plans that he has in mind for us as we go out into the world and find our place in it. And the broken part of us before the vineyard, we want to claim part of it and say, this is mine, and kind of dictate this will be how we we interact with it. But how might the Lord be asking us to go into the vineyard? I love the idea of a German theologian who said this about vocation. He said, God many times will call you to the place where your greatest gift, your greatest talent, your greatest passion, and the world's greatest need intersect. The place where your greatest passion, the thing that God has gifted you with, and when you do that thing, it brings you fulfillment in life, where that thing and where the great need of the world around you intersect. Many times he said, that is where in the vineyard God is calling you to be. And I think this is a helpful way for us to think about how we are supposed to interact with the vineyard to figure out how God is calling us and nudging us. And I think it can start with small things. Being attentive to, okay, this trash needs to be picked up. This person's having a bad day. They need to be encouraged. My family needs somebody to step up and do this. My roommate needs some help with the dishes. The church needs some more electors. Someone needs help cleaning at the church. There's these little things that the world has there, and the Lord will open our eyes to those needs. But as we are faithful to those small things, we're faithful to the small needs in the world around us, it prepares us for the bigger things. Because God comes to us and asks for bigger service. Someday he might come to you and say, hey, here's a person I want you to marry, I want you to give your whole life to love them and serve them. Kind of a bigger lift. Hey, I want you to give your whole life to be a priest, care for God's people. Hey, I want you to be a missionary. I want you to bring God's word to people. Hey, I want you to be a teacher. I want you to be a coach. I want you to be a doctor. I want you to be a carpenter. There's the bigger things that come along our way, but when we're faithful to figuring out where is this intersection, Lord, of what you've blessed me with, what you've given me, And where is this need in the world? Where do I need to go and be a blessing today? We start to be more sensitive to where God might want us to be in the vineyard. I know in my own life, my plan from a young age was to do three things. One, become a doctor. Two, get married. And three, have kids. Strike one, strike two, strike three. I'm out. And it's funny, from a young age, I always felt like the serious thing that I did, kind of the passionate thing I did, was make good grades, take science courses, shadow doctors, work at hospitals, and prepare for that future. But on the side, looking back, I always loved meeting people. I always loved hearing people's stories. I always loved talking about the deeper things. I always found that people would come to me and share with me some of those deeper things, and those were the things that I relished. I remember getting involved with student government in college, 
playing rugby, being in a fraternity, loving meeting all these different kinds of people and having this chance to engage at that level, being involved at my church, being involved in Bible studies. And I know from my own path, one of the strange things that God had to show me was all of these things I always thought was just extracurricular activities, things that I just did on the side because I enjoyed, were actually what I was most passionate about. And as I realized that about myself, as I realized that this is the central gravity of the passion and the talents that God has given me, and this is the place of the world what need, which, which needs it, I started to have more clarity about where God was calling me to be. As you assess in your own life, I know a lot of times it can be anxiety-provoking to think about your future. To think about, okay, where am I going to land or where is this all going to work out? And I think it's so important to remember in this second reading, St. Paul says, have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. If you are honestly trying to figure out the gifts and talents that God has given you, and you are available to Him moving you to that place where the world most needs it, have confidence that He will get you to that place. He is not that bad at His job. He's not sloppy at His work as God. You know, He waits around for eternity if people will be a little bit available to Him, a little bit open to Him. And he wants you to be at that intersection because he wants you to be happy. Because at that intersection, two beautiful things happen. Number one, you get to do something that you love to do. You get to do something that brings you joy, that brings you fulfillment, that brings you to life. And number two, the world around you gets to be blessed by you and what God has uniquely gifted you. And so have no anxiety, but have peace and confidence that if you really do avail yourself to God, you do take the time to study yourself, study the world around you. He will guide you to that place in the vineyard where you can reap a great harvest for yourself and also for all of God's people. I want to close by praying the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Today is October 4th. It's his feast day. Father Tom was blessing pets and animals out in the courtyard right before Mass. And in God's providence, this feast falls today. And as you hear this prayer, you will hear a saint that understood well what it means to try to search for, pray for, and move into that intersection in the vineyard where God is calling you to be. And so I just invite you to open your hearts, cast away the anxiety that might be surrounding you, and let these words of a saint open your heart to hearing what God might want you to do. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, 
Grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, and it's in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it's in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen.